I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to The Parenthood. I'm not alone in trying to find ways to help my children dream big, believe in themselves and be inspired to make a difference. I'm also someone who's always liked watching and admiring strong, fearless women. It was only when I picked up Joe Wimblegroves' book, Rise of the Girl, that I realised that these people are role models who've inspired me to be brave. And if I've benefited from these people, wouldn't our children too? Joe is in fierce agreement. Seek out the strong women around you, she says, and talk to them about how they got to where they are now. Then encourage your daughter to talk to them too. Help our girls learn from them so that they can aspire to follow in their footsteps. Herself a role model to many, Jo is a tech entrepreneur who for years has been speaking to girls in schools, passionate about promoting their self-belief. Mother of three, co-owner of a global mobile communications company, author and advocate of girls, she's certainly inspiring. Jo, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I love this sort of notion of role models, but it took me a bit of time to understand how they were kind of relevant to kind of me as a parent, me as a mother, um, for sort of, I guess, also for both my children. Let's start with what, what exactly do you see a role model as being? So really good opening question, and we'll probably come to it in a minute, but I never saw myself as a role model until um, a PR company approached me about 10 years ago and told me or reminded me that I had a really powerful story to tell. And when you tell stories and uh, through role modelling and show children what's possible, I think it can open such a world of opportunities for others. And I think the important thing about role models, it can be anybody in everyday life and that's a really special thing to say so I think that goes back to me saying I never saw myself as a role model I just see myself as Joe, um, as an individual yes I run a business and I'm a mum but I didn't realize that perhaps I could have an impact on other children and people's lives really and the idea of uh, going into schools and colleges and universities which is what I've been doing now for the last 10 years And I stand up in front of a room and talk to young people about the importance of what a positive role model looks like, how simple things such as having a growth mindset, having positivity, understanding how to overcome adversity, how to overcome challenges, uh, how to be kind, how to be empathetic, how to have 
good social and communication skills. And actually, all of those values individually are so important. And we'll probably come to this in a little while. But, you know, as an individual, if you don't have some of those really important qualities, it makes life and growing up really, really difficult. It can affect your home, your relationships, your friendships. It will also affect your career and, and how you work. But by, by by being a person who is giving and open and honest and transparent and empathetic, I just think it's that they're really important qualities, which is why, you know, going into schools for me is, is so important. And I do it because I want to be helpful and I want to help other people. And I might stand in front of a room of 100 children and I always come away with the same feeling which is even if I've just impacted one person in that room that day, regardless of whether it's a boy or a girl, if I've just impacted one person, I feel like I've done a good job. And I've, and I've, I've stood up and, and been a role model for them that day. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think role models are there to be, to inspire other people and to show them what's possible. Whereas with mentors, it's about helping them to uncover their true potential. So role models and mentors, they both go hand in hand, but they both serve slightly different roles at the same time. Yeah, so when I look back at my life and think about kind of role models that might not necessarily have been given that name, but it's almost someone who you look at and you think, I want to be like you and I could be like you. Um, and, you know, that sort of combination of sort of admiring someone, but also them giving you the confidence that you could actually make a difference. And I think that's so important because if you're different from your parents, you know, say you really want to be a vet and your parents are poets and know nothing about sort of veterinary science or don't share those passions, it's quite difficult to see yourself in that role, which is why I think it's so important to be introduced to people. But it's also feeling that connection with someone too, that you sort of are on the same page, isn't it? Definitely. I did a talk last week at Ashford School and um, I spoke about how, you know, when I was at school, I was talking to them about who was a role model for me when I was younger. And uh, I mentioned that, you know, the two things I felt that were my strengths when I was at school was English and drama. They were the two things that I was good at. And there's so much pressure isn't there on young people to try and be good at everything. And that's so hard. And um, I was reminding the audience about two things that I felt were my strengths. And the girl that came up to me at the end, her name was Kitty. She said that, you know, she really related to what I was saying. And, you know, drama and English are her two strengths as well. And although, like you say, I'm not expecting to Kitty to go off and, and follow in my footsteps. But again, being a role model is just somebody that's relatable. And, you know, she was able to say, she, I was standing there saying, we're praising for effort. We're not praising for you know, an A-grade student who's good at everything because it sets the bar way too high. Find your strengths and the things that you that you really love and the things that you feel like you're good at. And yeah, it you know, I I could relate to her. She could relate to me. And hopefully, she came away thinking, yeah, Joe is a good role model for me that day. Yeah, absolutely. And where do you look for role models? Because I think that very often they spring up in unexpected places. Oh, a hundred percent. So I think, you know, a lot of a lot of role modelling starts at home, you know, and that that actually for parents and caregivers puts us under a lot of pressure because they're, they're always watching and we forget they, they watch and they mirror all the time. So they get the good of the bad and the ugly sometimes. But 
I think it's really important that uh, when so much of who we are, you know, is shaped at home because we're around our parents and and uh, they really are our first role models. Um, but you're absolutely right. Whether you have a sport or a hobby, um, we find people such as coaches or it might be if you're with girl guides or the scouts there might be a scout leader or a, a volunteer that just really gets you and spends a lot of time with you and really helps you to um, consider your strengths and, and really help to build your self-esteem and your confidence um, especially if they are uh, role modeling those types of ethics then I think that's that's a brilliant combination so we do we do whether it's whether it's in education whether it's in a sport whether it's in a hobby whether it's the next door neighbour um, or relative, it can also be a family friend. I always think they're really good for role models. So, as I, as I said, I think role models are everywhere in everyday life. As well as when I consider my own family, I have to remind my daughter that you know she's only twelve years old, but she is a big role model for to her two younger brothers. And again, it, it can feel like a little bit of pressure, but they are watching her all the time naturally because she's the eldest what is Erin doing maybe we should do that because that's what Erin does so I'm always reminding her that they they copy and they mimic all the time and actually you know even sort of literary heroines or in sort of tv you know they can't role models can be people that you don't necessarily meet don't you think that's that's true I mean I remember absolutely Little women and joe from little women like she was a really you know, important influence on how I thought a woman should sort of be and how I wanted to be and how I wanted to be perceived. Absolutely. So when we say role models are in everyday life, you're absolutely right. That could be through the power of media as well. Little Women. Oh, my goodness. I absolutely love the book and I love the film. Um, and I watched it with Erin a little while ago. And you are right. Um, role models can can be so influential for our young people um whether it's they see people on the screen I mean my son wants to be a YouTuber these YouTubers aren't they 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 are really influential on on our young people as well as my daughter you know she sees things um online or she might see particularly sports people because she loves her sport you know we went down to watch um Kent cricket recently and uh we watched cricket for six hours and I think that's a long time for a 12 year old girl to watch cricket that's how much she likes cricket and she got to watch, uh, you know, some of the England players who happened to play for Kent that day. And her role models were just right in front of her. How amazing is that? You're right. She didn't get to meet them, unfortunately, but she was as close as she could get. And uh, it, it's experiences like that where they don't realise who's watching them all the time and the impact that potentially they're having on on, on young people. Uh, but it's 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 quite an interesting conversation, isn't it? That role models are everywhere, whether you've met them or not. Yeah. And what I mean, obviously, we are talking predominantly about good role models. There are also bad role models. But let's start with the good. What makes a good role model? So I think, you know, good role modeling is is someone that really helps to have a positive impact on somebody's life. And it gives them. Um, the ability to, to to be inspired and a good role model as I mentioned earlier will have those qualities where um, they're helping children to think about uh, how they how they manage themselves how they can build their self-esteem how they can take responsibility how they can express kindness um, how they can have a you know a, that growth mindset that positivity of how they want to um, go forward in their life and 
you know, if you if you if you're talking about negativity, which you which you said you'd come to in a minute, it's basically the you know the opposite of of all of that role modeling. You know, about shutting things down, and when things go wrong, you just have the attitude of wanting to give up. But we can't give up, and and actually those bumps in the road and those challenges is is all part of the journey and it's only when we get older that we realize that but when you're in the moment it, it feels so difficult but those role models are there to to pick you up and to show you how to overcome adversity how to how to manage and navigate the failures and the bumps in the road and to keep going and it's really important that our young people have somebody like that in their life that can tell them that i think probably one of the most toxic like in terms of being a bad role model is that notion of perfection, I think especially today when, I mean, you talked about, you know, people on social media and the influence they have. I think the one thing that worries me is that social media is often a vehicle for um, dishonesty and that you get this sort of notion that everyone's life is perfect, that their skin is perfect, that their hair is perfect, you know, all these filters. And I think for me, the kind of crux of a good role model is someone who's honest, but also honest about their vulnerability. You know, the flaws are as important as the strengths. And, you know, when I look at people who've been my role models, I think it's that sort of willingness to embrace failure, to acknowledge vulnerability, and almost to embrace the flaws um, that makes that connection all the more important. And I think that's such an important lesson. I think, I mean, my children aren't yet on social media, but I think I would be very worried about them choosing role models that are dishonest and don't, you know, embrace imperfection as much as is real. I love that. That's such an important point that you make because your vulnerability is a, is a really, really good word to use. And I and I mention it in my book. I, I have real concerns about um, issues of perfection. And I do feel that it can be just a bit more prevalent in girls. And, you know, as a, as a mother of a daughter, I do worry about that. And it's something I talk to Erin about a lot is reminding her that, you know, what she sees online isn't always isn't real. And um, people only want to show the best of their life. And actually, you know, sometimes they're not always having a great day, but they just don't want to show it. And, and they're not always being honest through through those squares. And, and it's important to have conversations like that, you know, with our girls. Um, but yeah, social media can be such a such a difficult place. It can be such a powerful place for allowing people to be positive and use their voice for the power of good. But it can equally be a very dangerous place when it comes to issues of perfection um, and it is about finding finding that balance and having conversations with our children um, that social media and what we see through those little squares it's not necessarily always real well and just I was just thinking back I think it was about four months ago there was a, a little viral video of Jacinda Ardern you know the Prime Minister of New Zealand and she's having mm. like a really important zoom call like literally oh yeah government meeting and her daughter <laughs> suddenly gets out of bed and there she is going Darling, just get back. <laughs> and I just love that. I really love the fact that here was, you know, the leader of a country doing a really important job and she's kind of on the same same level as all of us. The only thing that I minded was that she was way more patient than I would have been. <laughs> she had a really nice patient tone of voice. I'd have been like, get back into bed. <laughs> But I think that really illustrated so well about how important that sort of vulnerability is when it comes to people sort of looking up to and admiring you. 
Um, yeah. What about um, your role models going growing up, or even actually now? Because I, I think it's not just children who benefit from role models. I think whether we're aware of it or not, we are all heavily influenced by role models um, in our lives, and and continue to to be so until the day we die. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I knew we were going to have this podcast, I had a really good think about who my role model was or, or you know, or role models were when I was younger. And, and actually, uh, it took me a little while to, to really go back to that place. And one of the people that I thought about was actually my drama teacher called uh, Miss Walters. Now, she was probably in her early to mid 20s. But to me, I thought she seemed really old, um, but she really wasn't. Um, and what I loved about Miss Walters was. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. She saw the strength in, in me with my confidence and how she could use the power of role modeling to really get the best out of me. And it was through Miss Walters that I really got to, uh, I got my place on the stage. She cast me as um, the lead dandy down in, in Bugsy Malone. Um, I was the baddie and I had a girlfriend. It was very exciting. And I'll always be grateful to her for pushing me out of my comfort zone in a really positive way and um, and always striving really hard to get the best out of me, even though even when I didn't quite believe it in my I didn't quite believe it in myself, she believed in me. And and I think that's a really powerful role model. I haven't obviously got any contact details with her anymore and Miss Walters might not be her name so they get quite difficult to track down but I would love to tell her um, that I now spend so much time on the stage and it's part of my work I makes people quite emotional that I go in, you know and I go and I go and deliver talks as part of my job and you know she was a huge role model in helping me to get there and give me that opportunity. And how about now in your life who are your role models now? Well, this might sound a bit strange, but Erin, my 12-year-old daughter, is a huge role model for me because I, I see so much in her that I wasn't doing when I was 12 years old. And uh, she's a real go-getter. And even when she has things in front of her that she finds difficult, I, I really admire the way she overcomes them. 
And what I love about her the most is her sense of curiosity to try something new, which really became quite fundamentally important to the book. Because um, although she still struggles to put her hand up in class and express sometimes what she wants to, and again, issues of perfection, if she's not 100% sure of the answer, she won't put her hand up. And even if she's 75% sure, she's still, you know, she's not doing it. But she's not afraid to try something different. She's not afraid to try something new. So even recently she says, Mom, I want to try archery. I want to try fencing. I want to try this. She wants to try everything until she finds the things that she loves. And that's what we're trying to encourage other girls. So um, it's quite interesting, as you say, role models. I mean, I absolutely love looking up to people like Michelle Obama, because I love to see what the impact she's having on women and, and, and girls and, uh, and, and people like Reese Witherspoon on how she's trying to drive change in the film industry. I just love, I love people that are really impactful, but also seem really honest and genuine and kind all at the same time and want to give back despite how high profile they are. They seem like they really genuinely want to give back and help other people. So they're the people that I would be quite starstruck if I ever got the pleasure of meeting. But my 12-year-old little Erin is definitely in the mix there. I love that idea of your children being role models because I never really thought about it. And actually, in a way, you're right, it does sound totally bizarre. But as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, whether my children are role models to me. And in many ways, they're not. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> very often, they really surprise me. I remember talking to, I, I think I'd, I'd seen the children leaving on the bus to go to or something like that and I noticed my son was sitting by himself and I was like why were you on your own did no one want to sit next to you is that a problem are there problems in school and he's like, no mommy I just like had quite a full-on day and I just fancied like 15 minutes on my own just having some time just to think and I was like Marina you need to be a bit more like Ludo <laughs> or like your 12 year old boy who just like is so unfussed about these things and I love that they kind of can sort of start start I mean this idea that they're learning totally from us actually is bizarre so often they're sort of they're teaching us yeah I mean my my 10 year old came home from school uh my son and uh they do, were doing cross country at school and they I think 160 boys were running it's a lot of boys um and um they only took the top 20 for this cross country race that they were doing and um he came like 22nd or something and he was really gutted that he didn't make it and what I love about um Seth is that he came home and he said look I know mum that if I want to get in the cross-country team I just need to practice more and I need to I need to get better and what I loved about the conversation I had with him is it wasn't about winning the race he said this guy in year six called Luca he's super fast like he he's normally the winner he wasn't trying to beat Luca he was trying to he was trying to improve whatever was his personal best. Mm. It was about improving his own race. Uh, he's not out to, to beat other people. He just wanted to improve him, his, himself. So um, he's, he, now, he now goes to cross country because actually he's absolutely right. When, you know, if I haven't been running for ages and I go for a run, it's pretty terrible because I haven't been practicing and I haven't been doing it. So the only way you get better at stuff is if you, if you do it more and practice more. Absolutely. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I think it's so important to talk to our children about, like introduce this idea of a role model because very often they really admire someone and it starts young. I mean, I, I was sort of thinking about what my, who my children's role models were. And I think Iona's first role model was Sky from Paw Patrol. 
I don't know what of. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good choice. Yeah, I mean, she was like the sort of quite cool female flying dog. And and because I, I was thinking about why she likes Sky so much. And it was because actually, you know, Sky has similar values and aspirations to Iona. And so even though when she was four, she's like, I would like to be a dog. <laughs> and it was just part of a, a fire rescue team or maybe just a sort of general rescue team. That is the kind of building blocks of what a role model is that then you know you you change I remember when I was at secondary school and there was this culture in the school which was totally unencouraged by the school but it was an all-girls school and you had crushes um, and so basically if there was a girl older in the school who you really admire you'd say will you be my crush and the school were constantly trying to ban this because it basically made us sound like we were sort of you know, lusting after sort of romantic relationships with our with our peers. And it wasn't like that at all. All it was is that sort of admiration, seeing someone and saying, I really admire you and I want to get to know you a little bit better. Can we have a sort of specific relationship? And I think that is such an important part of growing up. And if we can talk to our children about the benefits of what role models are and who they are and how they can help you and how they can aspire inspire you you're giving a name to something but you're also giving it relevance in their sort of psyche without it sounding weird or sort of unusual yeah no I I 100% agree and and in my children's school they have it's called a buddying system really so when you go into year three you get a year six buddy and and you know when my when my daughter had the had the opportunity to do that role I, I was explaining to her you know you're a role model for this for this younger child in year three did they get to choose because I think that's the key is total autonomy of the less powerful part in this I think the whole joy of having a role model is that you as an individual can choose whoever you want and it can be someone that you know or someone that you know I'm very unlikely ever to meet Michelle Obama although I still hold out hope that I will (laughs) let's go together But when I sort of think about my role models now, they are they range from Michelle and Malala to, uh, you know, a couple of good friends of mine who I'm like, I just adore you and I kind of want to be like you and your opinion really matters. And I would, you know, if I was ever in a, you know, quandary, I'd I'll seek your advice. And that's what I love about the notion of the role model. It can be someone that you, it can be your sister. It can be someone that's younger than you. It can be someone who's vaguely in your life. It can be a boss or someone at work, but it can also be someone like Michelle Obama, who sadly, I don't think I'm ever going to meet, but maybe I will. <laughs> we live in hope. We live in hope. No, I don't know if she was able to choose, and there's probably a good chance that she wasn't. But you're right, it probably would have been nice if they can try and um, make sure that the girl that's being sort of buddied up maybe has um, a similar outlook on on particular things that they like, such as sports and hobbies. So actually, they're really relatable to each other, rather than just being put together and they're very, very different. But sometimes people that are different have different types of views. It can open up a world that they maybe they hadn't thought about so um and this is where role modeling is really important for diversity and inclusion and having different views on things because that's where negative role models are just you know it's such such a persistent way of just shutting things down and we're trying to be positive where you know that, that negativity of 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 not wanting to be inclusive um and having having open views on things and 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 looking at you know how we need to create a more inclusive future these this prevention mindset 
is is something that underpins a negative role model that we just don't want seeping into our children's lives even though things you know things aren't great all the time and it's really important that as I say those role models are there to pick up the pieces and 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 talk to children and young people uh, when things go wrong which which they which they do all the time I mean I actually think that we learn through failure so much we learn often our biggest lessons most effectively through failure which is why actually I think negative role models, although we wouldn't wish them on our children, sometimes you've got to make that mistakes to realise what's the right way, which is why I think it's really important that children get to choose their own role models and that we don't sort of specifically drive them too much. You know, when I think back, you know, God, I don't know, even thinking like Johnny Depp was a great man. (laughs) And now maybe he's not such a great man. But, you know, this whole idea of like, I thought they were so cool, how sad was I? I think that's quite an important thing and, and probably why I feel so strongly about, you know, why children really should get to to choose. Because I'm sure that if we all sat down with our children and we had this conversation with them, they'd maybe come up with some role models and you think, oh my God, that idiot on social media who just <laughs> thinks she's so cool and she talks in a really annoying way and her eyelashes are all weird and she's clearly had loads of plastic surgery and you're like oh god I'm not sure I want that as a role model but I think as parents we kind of need to support our children in the autonomy of their decision like it is about their role model it's about how they feel and what they aspire to even though it's not what we necessarily would aspire you know on their behalf uh to I think it's really really important that they're allowed to make those mistakes and allowed it's a bit like you know your child falling in love with the wrong man or the wrong person um you might well think, oh, God, I've got to intervene there and go, no, they're an idiot. Um, but actually, the best thing is, is just to sort of keep quiet, say, I'll support you if that's how you feel, of course, darling, and then let them see the light for themselves. Yeah, I mean, making mistakes is such an important part of the journey. And um, and as I say, we can be there to pick up the pieces, but ultimately, we, we all make mistakes at every age. And I love what you were talking about with with failure, because one thing I find, and I, and I, I speak about this quite heavily in the book, um, because failure is a really important topic and how and how we navigate that. But I think when children, children and young people, when they see us as, as adults, um, sometimes if you've been what we'll define as successful, often we don't share how we got there they just see the end point as wow you know my mum or my dad or or a relative I know they've got a really important job or they've got this this job or this is what they do for a a career but we don't often talk about how we got there uh, the bumps in the road I mentioned earlier of how we got there how many times we might have failed in order to reach that Um, they don't know uh, how many times I might have um, approached another publishing house before I got my dream contract they only look at, wow, Joe's an international author now, but they don't see, you know, it's not a linear journey. It's not, you know, it's not straightforward. And the more we share our successes and our failures with young people, I think the more they see that um, there's a very good chance that when they try to do their dream job or their career or something that they're really passionate about, it won't be linear too. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, well, Joe, it's been so lovely um, chatting, uh, chatting to you. Um, hopefully, we'll both meet Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> 
but in the meantime if you want to hear more about uh, Jo um, her her book Rise of the Girls Seven Empowering Conversations to Have with Your Daughter is brilliant I really really enjoyed it and it's lovely and easily digestible and definitely gave me much pause for thought so thank you so much Oh, thank you so much. And and you know what, even if you've got listeners out there that, that just have boys, they're thinking, you know, should I read this? I really hope that they do. My the, Actually, the copywriter that, that um, looked after my book, she actually had two sons and she said she absolutely loved it. But, you know, I wrote it because I was a girl once and all of those things that I raised in the book are things that I think are really important. I hope I might have an opportunity to write a book about boys as well. But this one came first. And yeah, it's available in hardback. You can get it on Amazon, WH Smith, Waterstones. Order it from your local independent store if you can as well. And it's also on Audible, which is brilliant if you're if you're busy and out and about. So have you, you can have me in your ears for seven hours. Is it you voicing it on Audible? <laughs> it is. And you know what? That's such a that's such a funny point because um, I had no idea that they would ask me to do that. And again, way out of my comfort zone, although I like speaking, reading a book out loud um, for that length of time is actually really hard. So, um, yeah, I had to take a take a, a slice of advice out of my own book to come out of my own comfort zone. <laughs> but they said, yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity to actually have it on Audible. So I'm really pleased that I did. Oh, good. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Joe, And thank you all for downloading this episode of The Parenthood. You can subscribe, rate and review us wherever you found this podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram. I'm at marina.fogel. But in the meantime, from Joe and me, thanks for listening. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.